Welcome back to The Original Doll. My name is James Rodriguez. I'm The Original Doll. I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn all about these great songs. And at the same time, we help out charity. For every question or guest answers, we get items donated to those in need. For more information, join me on Instagram, thought.original.doll. And a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Because of you, we can keep this thing going. If you'd like to join that community, go to theoriginaldoll.com. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it to the webmaster. We're going to get right to this. And if you haven't checked out part one of the track-by-track commentary with producer Steve Anderson about Kylie Christmas, pause right here and go back to the previous episode. But we're going to get right to this and let me know what has been your favorite song to cover. And if you're a Kylie fan, check out my interviews with Kylie Minogue producers. My name is James Rodriguez. This is the Original Doll Iconography. The Original Doll. All right, up next, we have 100 Degrees. Now, this is charted on iTunes charts in over 12 different countries, and the Still Disco to Me charted in Israel and on the overall charts. And, Steve, your extended disco mix charted at number six on the pop charts in Estonia, and on the all-genre charts, your extended disco mix charted at number 33 in Estonia on the all-genre song charts. So congratulations to you on that. Good old, good on Estonia. They've got taste. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. So let's talk about 100 Degrees, because when I first heard this song, I was like, wait, where in the world? Because I'm from the Midwest of the United States. Yes. I, yes. We, ha- we have snow, you know, we have snow through May kind of sort of thing. So wh- 100 Degrees, what is this? What is this about? Like what sort of, I mean, I know it too, but this is one of those songs that just it it surprised me in such a good way because when you listen to it it's like oh this is still what i need i would have never thought create a song called 100 degrees for christmas time and then when you listen to the lyrics it makes sense so let's talk a little bit about the creation of this uh with danny minogue so this is all her um and we it was a writing session in brighton with biff stannard who comes up again who's one of our oldest and dearest and most wonderful friends and incredible writer and producer, Ash Howes, similarly, very incredible producer writer. So there was the two of them and me and her at Biff's studio in Brighton. And it was July, I think, probably July or August. In the, and it was hot. It was a really hot summer. And we were writing Christmas songs because the thing that is important for everyone to know and i'm sure they do know this is these christmas albums are made in the summer they are written in the summer they are made in the summer you know when i said before about us having christmas trees and decorations when we were angel when we walked outside it was boiling hot so you know you have to be in the mood and we got talking about um christmas in australia and christmas in australia can very often be 100 degrees because of the way that, you know, because that's their Christmas. They have Christmas, but the seasons are completely different. They're, they're switched. So it's like, where is the Australian Christmas song? And should it, it, 
it should be disco if it's it that that would be the feeling that it would go with um and after that she had the original idea of this as a concept this is one of those ones and i've spoken to you about this before and i know other people have where it just wrote itself we weren't even in control of it it just flooded out um and we were I think I was playing piano. Biff was making some beats. She was sick. It just literally happened so quickly. I, it was it was almost like it went from here's an idea to here's a song, and we don't. It was a whirlwind. It was a blizzard, if you want to like call it that. It just <laughs> it just happened, and there's so many cool lyrics in it. Um, it's so Kylie, and uh, and then when we demoed it, when we did the demo which was her singing and I don't remember whether it was me or Biff one of us said this would be really a cool thing for you to do with your sister as an aside as a kind of it might I mean it would work like because that doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. you know that I always those girls it's like a unicorn moment it's you whenever it happens it has to be so special and for the right reasons and you know you can't just it can't just happen it's it is a unicorn moment um and then cut to probably four weeks later i'm i'm in a studio with both girls recording vocals on it as a duet um which was for me personally having obviously known them a long time was was really wonderful because i was lucky enough to have done a, the up one of the only other duets with them on on the and a version of the winner takes it all from a, a soundtrack a few years before so we got them on it and then of course the real culmination of it happened when it, as part of her christmas show at the royal albert hall we had a surprise performance which to this day no matter what concert i've ever seen put on been a part of worked on i have never seen a reaction like it was when Danny walked on stage. I mean, the Albert Hall, the roof just was barely on. It was a complete secret. Nobody knew. Even their family was in and they didn't know. We'd snuck her in, um, done an off stage to sound check. No one knew. She had a different, some, I can't remember, a different name on her dressing room. No one knew. Like literally no one. It was the best kept secret in the world. <laughs> and, um, and if anyone wants to look at the, the, any of the videos of it, they'll they'll hear. There's a point where, I mean, I mixed the the Albert Hall show with my dear friend Toby Allington, and there's a point where we can't actually even turn Dan's mic up to hear her because the the audience is louder than her going down her microphone. I've never heard anything like it in my life, and they just absolutely smashed it. So again, that that goes from a day where she's kicking around saying, "Oh." Hundred, yeah, we could do hundred. Like from that to that, and that's why I say about working in the magic shop because that's what happens. Um, and yeah, so I, I love it. I love this song, and I just went. So again, one of the big heroes of this album is the, the arranger Cliff Masterson, who I work with a lot on nearly everything I do. And um, so we went to town on the arrangement. It was full Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was full disco. It's, you know, we're so lucky on these records where we get to work with, you know, string sections and choirs and brass and 
everything you know i i i love the kitchen sink everybody knows i do but christmas gives you an even bigger reason because nothing's off limits mm -hmm. nothing is off limits pile it all on pile it on more 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 so um so yeah thank you and then i'm really pleased that people i did a little extended version of it when it came out again as the disco version and uh yeah that did really well as well so yeah sorry that was a long answer to that but i just oh. there's, there's so much to unpack with 100 degrees and people I do seem to really well and that was that so many people said that this was the duet that they didn't realize that they really needed that it was this almost like it was just a great surprise and then the evolution of the song you know being released like you're mm. and the amount of times i just get people asking me can steve please remix extended versions of everything he works on from this point on like people just you would wanted to devour more and more and more of of your music and i think and for listeners like i said it's okay if you've never heard this song before this is what this is about the original doll is about introducing new people to this and buy the vinyl there's something to me magical about putting a christmas vinyl on the record player and just letting it go there's something yeah. special about that i i agree i agree and also if anyone hasn't um heard it um if they're listening to it the first time I, I would say go to YouTube and, and check the video out because you'll see how much fun we were having, specifically the backing vocals um, who were just, just, oh my God, it was just the, the time of their lives just just working on this. So the, the joy that you can literally feel the joy come through whatever format you listen to this on. And somebody had even said, uh, they said it just sounded like two little sisters just enjoying spending time together that yeah and i just thought that's amazing because that's a different depth to it that isn't you know this is somebody who they've known each other their whole lives kind of thing and here they are creating something that it's uh, the holidays christmas it's a, a lot of times it's about family and things like that and i think it was so appropriate to have this on there because then there's mm. the familial side of it and everything. And so clearly the fans, listeners have spoken and they love it. Everyone, this is 100 Degrees. Take a listen. All right. Up next, we have Let It Snow, which since 2019 has charted on over 20 charts worldwide on iTunes. Panama, number three on the uh, pop charts, number 10 on the all genre charts. Now, this is just since 2019. So this is just four and five years after the original album came out that it was still charting and doing this well. And I wanted to point that out because these are, to your point earlier, songs that live on. These are songs that people go back to, that they re-listen to and things like that. So with Let It Snow, another iconic Christmas song, you know, at what point did you think we should only have, like, was there ever a thought like we should only have 12 tracks, 13 tracks? Was there ever a, hey, we need a minimum of X amount of tracks? Or was there a, we need to cut it off at a certain point? Like, how does that actually, that that conversation or that thought work? 
yeah i think on the original album we knew that we needed to be it needed to be a, a good length but not you know a limited amount we didn't you know you're asking a lot of the listener to listen to a lot of christmas material um so i think we very much knew what we were trying to do with the first one i think when it came to snow queen it was obviously a deluxe so then everyone expects more tracks i mean i think we ended up with eight more or something but it, it it's a very different thing so yeah i think um i think when it when it came to this one and i think the interesting thing with let it snow is it was a kind of a reworked version of something that had been out before so we had she had recorded let it snow as a single a few years before um and so we kind of we redid it slightly and did some new vocals and kind of made it fit more in with this record um but it was when we did it before uh i i don't even remember what it was for it was for a specific thing and this is one of the only songs on this record where we've literally just taken the original and done it so i mean it is very faithful to the original it's the royal philharmonic again cliff masterson arranging and very traditional very straightforward we haven't played with it we haven't done anything with it she's singing it obviously um and and putting her twist on it but we just felt let's not let's just do this one because it's such a classic and just like put her rather than put a new twist on it or mix it up or change it it was like it's it's a beautiful rendition it works really well let's just do it there you go listeners this is let it snow kylie minogue Oh, the weather outside is frightful But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping And I've brought some corn for popping The lights are turned away down low all right up next this song i wish it could be christmas every day makes me smile like as soon as i've heard it in like you know what what would be boots here like i've heard those songs where i'm like oh i i know this song so i i wish it could be christmas every day can you talk a little bit about that because this is another cover and this song by the way everyone is charted in sweden on the holiday charts and the pop charts now i wanted to point that out because it is difficult to get songs on the swedish pop charts because sweden is such like a mecca for pop music so this song was able to chart on there so let's talk a little bit about i wish it could be christmas every day so when we were doing putting together the royal albert hall show in 2015 kylie christmas at the albert hall which was done uh and then was reprised in 2016 which was still probably my favorite show i've ever been involved with um we needed a final song and i just didn't feel like we had it in what we'd recorded and we also didn't have enough material to make a whole show i mean there was some also we were putting kylie classics in there as well but we wanted a what i described as um we have a a tradition in this country called last night of the proms which is when the proms end it's it ends with like land of hope and glory it's like the big you know sort of everything fireworks choirs 
it's tradition it's royal it's perfect. that would be the best way of describing it i suppose very royal very regal you know and um i thought we need that we need this massive firework at the end of the show where everybody came together so and on that show we had you know a, a you know a choir a kids choir we had the royal philharmonic we had the whole thing dancers everything snow everything and this song again i'm unsure about how well this song is known outside of the uk but it was by in the 70s it was made by a guy called roy wood and wizard and it just is played all the time there's two the two biggest songs that get played all the time in this country are that and a song called merry christmas everybody by slade and this just felt more kylie um so we'd we'd worked on a version and she had performed it as the finale of uh of the albert hall show so when it came to doing snow queen we, we thought well we we've it's a no-brainer right? we've got to include it um and then again went about more loads of bells and whistles everything again giving it that um the original was quite glam rock and i again wanted it to fit in that ronson-esque kind of mm -hmm. world or, or or spectre very Phil Spectre. i mean influences from phil spectre are all over this record as far as you know the orchestrations and where i've gone with things like that and his his holiday album is still one of the best in the world so yeah that was it we did that got the kids in. so the the same kind of incredible beautiful girls choir that did only you and all these beautiful like scandinavians are the ones that are shouting out at the top of their voices at the end of this so that's why we did it Ooh, i love this everyone this is i wish it could be christmas every day We are now in the last, uh, I was going to say couple songs, last several songs on here. So everyone, thank you for listening. We're going to, we're going to continue on with this. We have producer Steve Anderson here, and we're going through the most detailed ever of the Kylie Christmas album. So up next, we have White December. Now, White December was a song that was worked on with somebody who has come up a lot, Karen Poole, on the original doll. Uh, this was an original that was brought in. Now, I, I know you didn't work on this one, but how early was this kind of, was Karen Poole, because you've worked with Karen Poole before. Yes. How, was this in those kind of same sessions, like, hey, everyone, let's figure this kind of thing out? I think it was, and I love this song. I The first time I heard this song, I immediately adored it. And it's Karen Poole and a producer called Matt Prime and Kylie. Um, and it, it, it's just so, such a great song. Um, and I think it was probably written around the same time that Karen uh, and I and, and Kylie were writing um, for, for, for the album as well. Um, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And it's a, it's a real fan favorite, this song. Um, I, there's lots of fans that absolutely adore it. And, you know, one day, hopefully we'll, we'll get to do a version of it live. Um, but uh, 
yeah, it would have all been happening around the same time. But I, I, I love this song. It's, it's just such a great classic new Christmas song. I love it. Everyone, this is White December. Up next, we have 2,000 Miles. Now, this charted in Slovakia, Greece, Russia. And this was one of those songs that was brought up. This was Trudy. Trudy had said, I wondered about how the song came to be because I'd never heard this before. I didn't know at the time, was this a cover? Was it an original? But I just want to let you know, I really like this song. This song makes me smile. Thank you so much. See, and it's oh, okay, people, that's... to not know if it's a cover or original or anything. That's okay. No, no. I, the fact that it makes someone smile is is good for me. I mean, I enjoy that. This was another one that was a Christmas song that wasn't a Christmas song. Um, it does have the word Christmas time in it, um, and it was released around Christmas. But um, this was this was uh, by a band called The Pretenders, um, originally with uh, with Chrissy Hind singing the, the lead on it and who is such a an just an absolute hero of ours and the most incredible woman and uh and again i had an idea about again with my wonderful incredible girls choir and and cliff and the strings about making a slightly more evocative wintry autumnal version of it um and again with a with a a hint of that that melancholy in there a little bit mm -hmm. not sad just had that kind of crisp cold feel to it. everything i wanted to feel have that kind of that thing to it with all the little kind of bells and all the reverbs um my mix engineer um, again was, was was ash house who just gets exactly what i'm going for and adds all these beautiful reverbs and spaces in there um but again the uh the kind of upshot of this was after the original idea of let's do this just try this song in routining and i heard her singing i knew she'd be amazing i knew the vocal was great when it came to the royal albert hall we were looking at people who we could ask and we just thought why not ask chrissy hine to see if she might come and sing her song and to our absolute amazement she said yes i'd love to and um yeah there she was so we did a I was, we were so nervous because um, she's such a legend. I mean, from my point of view, you know, I was probably nine years old when The Pretenders' The Brass in Pocket came out, and I, mm. I I've always loved her voice. But um, I just wasn't prepared for what an extraordinary presence that woman is. Um, beautiful, incredible. Her vocal is extraordinary. Um, so, yeah, then, as again, if anyone wants to check it out, I'm sure there's a video on YouTube somewhere of, Chrissy Hind and Kylie singing this is a duet at the Albert Hall. So dreams come true. I love this. Everyone, this is 2,000 miles. He's gone. 
All right, now we are at the last few songs on this, which includes a song that I think makes so many people smile all the time, which is Santa Baby. Now, since 2019, this has charted in over 33 different iTunes charts worldwide. Number three in Bulgaria in the holiday charts, number five, Slovakia, number seven, Chile, number eight, Belgium, uh, Australia, number eight, New Zealand holiday charts, number 10, Peru, number 10. That's just a handful of the songs. So Santa Baby, and correct me if I'm wrong, she had recorded Santa Baby previously, correct? It's the same. It's the same. It's the same version. We didn't. We didn't re-record it. We didn't do anything with it because I have a feeling that we did this around the same time as we did. We were working on the Olympics. Um, I might be wrong, but it was recorded in Australia and it was recorded uh, and produced with a really good friend of mine called Chong Lim, who was the musical director for Intimate and Live um, and has subsequently gone on and has been music director for John Farnham and Olivia Newton-John and um, and we recorded it in Australia and it was released as a standalone single. So when it came to putting this record together, obviously it was going to go on. And there was no way I didn't feel that nobody felt that we could really better it. Um, so, but I think I, I have a feeling that we, I think there, there were some new vocals that went on it. I think we kind of, changed it or i think we might have done something to the mix or something but essentially it was perfect when we did it the first time around um it's such a cool tune uh there's very there were very there's been lots of covers of it um you should also do one of my favorite covers of it was by miss piggy um which is worth checking out from one of my favorite muppet christmas albums um but yeah this did this is, this is fantastic and of course the original um by eartha kit which is fantastic but this this is the one that's on the radio all the time every christmas everywhere in every shopping mall santa baby back in 2000 as the b-side to please stay from the light years album there you go there you go so if anyone's gonna argue with steve about that <laughs> don't he knows his facts yeah, yeah. He knows his facts. it was record yeah it was when when we were there putting together the olympic opening ceremony and the paralympic closing ceremony and we did this at the same time I love this. All right, everyone, here we go. And this is Santa Baby. Santa Baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Then an awful good girl, Santa Baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. All right, up next. Now, this song, oh, the amount of love that this song has received. We have people from in the military, military spouses. We have people that have studied abroad. We have people that were separated for medical reasons. We have people that were separated during the pandemic. So many people were saying how this song hit to their heart. And that is Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. A couple of the people that were military members said that they only they celebrate Christmas 
when their spouse comes back. And sometimes it could be in February, sometimes it could be in July. And it's true because Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. Now, this song has charted since 2019, over 25 iTunes charts, number four. And this is what's amazing. Number four on the holiday charts in the United Arab Emirates in Luxembourg, number five, UK, number five, Sweden, number seven. So Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. Which, by the way, I, the amount of times I've said Christmas in this, like we should have a drinking game. Drink your eggnog every time I say Christmas. <laughs> so Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. And soon we'll have the Christmas extended mix by Steve Anderson. That's a good idea. <laughs> You're That's welcome. Idea. You should do that. <laughs> There's oh, still time. God. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, you can probably tell by my face, I'm so happy with what you've just told me about with people the reaction to it because we just this was a day writing at, at psalm studios with karen paul um and kylie and karen and i have worked together a lot karen and kylie have worked together a lot we've worked together a lot um but this was just a karen paul by the way is one of the best songwriters in the world and if anyone wants to check it out without meaning to be this person there's on my Such a Good Feeling podcast, I do an interview with Karen and, and it's just worth listening because you'll be astounded the amount of records that you love that she's written. But mm -hmm. not only that, and still writing, by the way, she's just written, you know, writes for Becky Hill, writes for Tiesto, just still in the charts, still smashing it, just the best girl in the world. And we went in and she had this idea and I think she had a kind of, maybe not the title, but maybe the idea. And... This was another one that just we we weren't in we kind of it was gifted to us we weren't really in the room uh and again this was a really great example of we can do anything we're not writing to brief we're not writing to a sound we're not writing it's like what are we doing no, no, no. key change blah, blah, blah. oh another key change blah, blah. should we get another another key change christmas allows you to do whatever you want and the fun that happened in this from the backing vocals to the strings and the choir to, to her vocal to my drummer Tom Meadows playing live sleigh bells just in just have, having the best time of his life. Um, it, it's just one of the, my proudest achievements. This song, and we just giggle every time that we got away with it. See, I I love this because. There's so many songs that I've heard and when I've talked to the the creatives where you just listen and go, the moment created this. Do you know, like the stars aligned oh, yeah. gave you something. Absolutely. And, and the listeners clearly felt that. And I think that that's one of those, those great things because the song is so genuine. And I don't want to say like simple and like the, oh, this is, but it's like, it gets to the point and it makes you it makes you feel what you need to feel for it. So I think it was just this transference of energy to your point, such a good feeling that you passed on to us that I think the listeners have responded to. And that song, like I said, I've received more compliments and letters of love about that song than any other song on the entire album. Tenfold. That is amazing. That is amazing. And it's, it's, it is a simple song, but it's weirdly not a simple song because of mm -hmm. like when it goes on. And I think the idea was it, 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 it there's always a thing with Christmas where it's like, oh, is it cheesy or is it not cheesy? But it's always about the choices. And my choice was again, 
to keep my I keep mentioning Ronson, but keep that hat on of Ronson Spectre, live in that world, live in that Motown world where you can you can get away with it. If it had been produced in a kind of chintzy cheesy way, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be great. But we wanted to to keep it rooted where it was. Um but yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so happy that people reacted to it that way because it was just joy from beginning to end. Everyone, this is Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. It's been a long time to be missing you, you, you. You're on your way now, lover, and I'm over the moon. Everything's all in place, but there is one thing clear. Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. Those sleigh bells ring, ring, ring. for a quick second to thank all of the listeners of the original dollar james rodriguez as many of you know this is a charitable show so every question a guest answers we get items donated to charity and for every listen we get on apple we also get items donated to charity and if you're on my patreon which i hope you are for as little as a dollar a month you're able to help keep this up and running and we're able to help give even more to those in need and especially during these times with lgbt uh, the community plus lgbt plus teens homeless teens that especially coming upon the winter months need a lot of support and so with your support we're able to help out many people giving them clothing to stay warm food uh, bags to carry around their items and things like that in addition to helping out domestic abuse shelters with women and children oftentimes these women leave their homes in a, a terrible situation with nothing and so what we like doing at the original doll is supplying all these different families with things of their own everything from self-care products to toys to music music is such a huge thing for many of these people i always get people sending me uh, letters of love about how they listen to the show and you know some of these songs brought something back to them and they remembered these great times with people we work with cancer charities with children with cancer and so many times people say music helped them out. So I just want to thank you so much. And so if you know other people who don't know about the original Doll with James Rodriguez, please let them know what we do here, that we help out all of those individuals in need and bringing the guests on so that we can honor them and share the love. So if you do, in fact, have songs that are your favorite songs ever by any sort of artist, you can go to the website, www.theoriginaldoll.com, scroll down to the bottom, and there's a comment section where you can put your name, your email, and then a comment. Say what your favorite song is by, you know, Kylie Minogue, Janet Jackson, Madonna, any of these people, Britney Spears. Put why that song means something to you. And then if I do, in fact, am able to get somebody who worked on that song, or if you know exactly the songwriter or producer, put their name in there so that when I do, in fact, reach out to these individuals and get ready for the interviews, I can read that to them. And we've also had many 
recording artists themselves who have listened to the show and listened to all the letters of love. So any sort of letters of love that you have, please send, especially in the world today, sending love, sending positive energy is what's important and what's needed right now. So we're going to go back to the show and I hope you're enjoying this album as much as I am and falling more in love with these songs. So tell people about that. And, and once again, go back through my previous episodes and check out what we've done so far with Kylie Minogue collaborators, Britney Spears collaborators, and more. And we have Johnny Douglas coming up in the next week where we're going to break down his songs, Red-Blooded Woman, Chocolate, and Cruise Control. And we clear up all sorts of um, theories and things like that about who was featured, who was not featured, why things didn't go. We break that all down. So let people know to follow here and don't forget to rate us on Apple. And if you love Kylie Minogue, send those comments too about what songs you love with Kylie Minogue, Britney Spears, and more. Now back to the show. All right, we are on the last five songs on the whole album. And listeners, remember, buy the album. The vinyl comes out ultimately this week. So you can pre-order it. Many of you have been pre-ordering it. You can buy the digital versions. And I think something should be said about putting those headphones on. Because Steve, I think what you've done in your production from everyone from Brittany to Kylie and everyone in between is you've given some little fun fuzzy things for our ears where i'm like i'll put on the headphones and go wait what is that wait wait rewind where like it's i catch these other things because it's multi-layer and that's why like when i listen to these songs i think it's so much more complex than it feels and it feels and when i say like simple when i'm like it feels so easy that i'm not getting bombarded by all of this but then when i listen and revisit i'm like Mm. i didn't notice that before the amount of harmonies vocals little things that you've added in through your entire career makes me just appreciate listening to it in the way that it should be listened to with the headphones on or even throwing on the vinyl so everyone this so good all right here we go have yourself a merry little christmas and this charted in almost 10 itunes charts worldwide and was the number one song on the hong kong holiday charts have yourself a merry little christmas I got so many things saying we had a woman who she played this heard. This is everyone beware this story that she sent. Um, and she said, I could condense it. Her father was in hospice and she was taking care of him. And he remembered as a little boy that his mom would always sing this song. And then this song started playing because she has a teenage son who loves Kylie would play this. And so they were singing it and he eventually passed that night right before Christmas but they thought he was at peace. And this song has a special bond that will never be broken from her and her family. And that was Elena from Portugal. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing that it, that, that it connected in that way. Um, th- this was very much on the list from the beginning. And I was, it's not ultimately down to me, but I was very keen on, if we were going to do this song it had to be based on judy's version because judy garland's version of this song it it felt and and not the she did two actually i think it was the one that was slightly later on in her life it had optimism but obviously the melancholy in there as well and again similarly with the with the string arrangement um it we needed to reference that and it's not when you put a string arrangement in front of a bunch of players they they read the charts and they can just play it 
you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of producing strings as I produce vocals. So I can't just, because the players that I work with are, are incredible and you put something in front of them, they'll just play it. But it's about how they play it. So I always try and make sure that I inspire them and just say, you know, so with this one, it was, you know, it was very much like, okay, you know, you are playing, this is a black and white movie. You know, this is, you're, it's Hollywood, 1940. It's winter. You're in a black and white movie. It's, it's every sentimental Christmas film you've ever seen in your entire life. It's Hollywood. Um, and just put all of that emotion into it. So that was the thing that I was able to add to it. But really, I didn't need that because when we did this, we did this with Kylie in the other room singing and they had her in the headphones as we recorded it. And we don't always do that. Sometimes you do it separately, sometimes we don't. But this one, it was like, I want to do it with the orchestra. So everything was to them. It was a complete performance. And I'll never forget this. These people are incredible. They, they do three sessions a day, 10 to 1, 2 to 5, 6 to 9. One day they could be doing this. The next day they could be doing the the new star wars movie and then the next day they could be doing an app you know they just turn up and play their instruments that's what they do every single day they are the best of the best and in between the moments that they play they're, they're at work they have a sandwich they read the paper they, they're lovely people but they don't necessarily engage too much because they're there to do a job and they're really professional in over 20 well nearly 30 years of doing this job I have never in my life encountered an orchestra at the end of a song when they knew that we'd finished recording, standing up and applauding. And they did. Every single one. Oh my goodness. And that's the vocal. And we never, we couldn't redo it. We couldn't, it's one take. That's it. And she, she just embodied for that three, four minutes, the spirit of Christmas oh my that i mean that's magic right there you know and yeah I, wow i'm i'm blown away because it's like creating this moment and then it's yeah i'm just i'm just in awe because now the listeners when you play this you'll know that and just hear it and i think something should be said of creating in that moment all of you know what i mean everything going that's why i always feel like in general like live performances always there's a little added magic in those things but when you hear these stories it's like you must have had goosebumps because i would have just been like uh, it, it, it was nobody everyone was yeah everyone was crying and it was uh and and to take on such an iconic performance vocal performance from the original from Judy and, and they couldn't be more different singing wise, but she completely does her own take on it. It's, it's full of warmth, full of love and, uh, and it's got the most beautiful little Merry Christmas spoken Merry Christmas at the very end. Um, and that was it. I think it was the last song we recorded on the day that we were recording strings. We left it to last and, and you'll see again, if anyone wants to see, on YouTube, the videos, all the videos, are, she, she was singing along to, to most of them. But sometimes because we have to do multiple takes mm -hmm. of things, yeah. it's not always necessarily that. But, but that one was 
was really really special um and and that's why it ended the original album was the it was the last song on the original album yeah. uh everyone this is have yourself a merry little christmas have yourself a merry little christmas let your heart be Everyone would like to welcome you back, and we are going through track by track the most detailed, detailed uh, version of Kylie's Christmas album, which is available on vinyl, and you can purchase the video versions on iTunes. You can f- purchase the digital versions wherever you find. Uh, but it's one of those play this, you know, this episode of the original doll. Pause it after the end of the song, and then go or after the end of us talking about the song, and go play that song then come back to it and treat it as a track by track because you'll learn so many great things. And after that, share it with your friends, tell them to buy it. I think as you've heard so far, this has had global impact, not just, you know, on the charts, but with people's souls. So thank you so much. All right. Up next, we have Oh Santa. All right. Oh Santa, which charted in Oman and Lithuania on the holiday charts. Okay. So talk to us about Oh Santa. So this was written um, in the same session as 100 Degrees in Brighton with Biff and Ash. And it came about, well, it, it's, it's a Christmas list, I suppose, um, but a kind of a modern Christmas list. So basically it's the idea of, yeah, writing a Christmas list to Santa as a grown-up. Um, but it's so playful and um it, it, we sort of wanted to kind of do a almost like a peggy lee kind of throwback um there's again this is a lot of older artists but uh, there's a real history with um one of the best christmas albums ever which was going to sound strange but genuinely is was um the doris day christmas album which is just incredible there's also another amazing artist called julie london who made some incredible albums and did made two christmas songs so we wanted to have a little throwback to that but it it, song wise it needed to be that but lyrically it needed to be modern otherwise it's just old-fashioned so um and there are some in incredible lyrics in this again playful kylie as in, you know, kind of light years, Kylie, with things like Choo and Love Boat and some of those those things. And um, just, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at, I've just had to just look at the lyrics. I mean, a tiara, a baby llama, a private dinner with President Obama, a trip to outer <laughs> space to get off my face, all the things that you could do for me. That's the list to Santa. And the thing just got bigger and bigger and more and more key changes. And then by the end, it's like a burlesque brass blistering Christmas anthem. Um, and I'm so pleased that it went on because I don't know if it was one of the ones. This was recorded actually in, in 2015, the original record. Um, 
I love this song. And her vocal is just incredible on it. So have fun. Uh-huh. It's, you'll have so much fun. If you, if Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas has just broken your heart and you're not sure how to go on, this will pick you right up. There you go. Perfect transition. This is Oh Santa. Oh, there's a Bentley, a house in Chelsea. There's myriad of things that you could get me. A little pony, a bunch of Tonys. Oh, the things that you could do for me. Oh, Santa, oh, Santa. I know that you'll deliver everything I'm after. But you don't need to read another Christmas list. Just save a little kiss for me. That I was like, what I loved, by the way, about the album is that you have the true journey. I, I, the amount of people that have said it felt like a musical, like you open this whole mm. album and it's a journey and then it takes you up mm. and then brings you down and takes you up and it keeps you going. So it isn't like bam, bam, bam in your face or melancholy all the way through. So the sequencing is just the chef's kiss. All right. Up next, we have cried out christmas now this is another one that was created during the time with karen pool mm-hmm. so everyone and for those who know yes karen pool is somebody she's worked on a lot of amazing songs and still continues to do so and when you look up her name you don't really realize how big of a reach she had with these Very artists much. and so that's what i love about it so everyone this is cried out christmas it's been a Anticipated I'm under the covers Don't leave me waiting It'll be a cry Out Christmas Without you Up next we have Christmas Lights uh, Which This When I had heard it I, it was a Christmas song. It was just a song that I, by the time you get to this point, you're like, what What other kind of fun surprises would you have? Then there's this. And then the song we'll talk about next. But Christmas Lights, let's, let's talk about that. It's Coldplay. I mean, that's really all you need to know. It is the genius of Coldplay. And um, we always, I always loved this song. And it was one that we talked about. I think the first time around and it's very difficult to cover Coldplay because Chris is so he's got such an incredible voice and he writes for his voice so finding Mm -hmm. the interpretation of it um was quite difficult but um it was one that we wanted to try and it took a few goes to get the arrangement right um but the most fun thing I remember about this one is at the end when it transitions from the normal Christmas lights into the kind of swaying, you know, the bar kind of element that I think, you know, that sort of <laughs> fairy tale of New York moment almost. Um, we just got anybody that was in the studio, anybody at all, it didn't matter who they were, would we just got them all into the, the live area and just got them to sing the woes. So that's why the woes sound so massive, because it's everybody. It was like the tape operator, someone that was outside, like come in, all the people there, people from the record label, people just, anyone was just, whoa, like a football crowd. And um, 
everyone was swaying and singing and that's why it sounds we want i wanted it to sound like a pub but kind of like an, an in tune pub so to speak because it's kylie's it's ought to be good um and that and that was wonderful um and and there's so many things in it like there's so many moments where it just really slows down and then it kind of comes back again but again her, her vocal was extraordinary on it and and brought a different kind of magic to it i think um so yeah that this was this was always one that we wanted to get because it's 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 coldplay they're the best oh my god i love it everyone this is christmas lights christmas night another fake tears we cry to flood god oh god it's a poison it's poison in my blood i took my feet to oxford street Try to right or wrong Just walk away Those windows say But I can't believe You're gone When you're still waiting For the snow to fall It doesn't really feel like Christmas at all The last two songs Everybody's Free to Feel Good Which is a huge for me in my community huge gay anthem like this song has always been a song that i always think of in like a very positive way just because just the title right there everybody's free to feel free to feel good and then night fever which is on certain editions of the snow queen uh, so let's talk about this because these are songs that are added on these are covers and the crazy thing is out of all those I think it was Christmas Lights, the Coldplay one. I think that was the most recent cover, if I'm not mistaken. Because I think the Coldplay one was like yeah, 2010-ish. Yeah. Um, so let's yeah. talk about Everybody's Free to Feel Good. So this makes no sense whatsoever to be on this album. Apart from in the UK in 2016. So we all have, I mean, it's not just us. You, we all, Everyone has holiday adverts we all have holiday adverts you know holidays are coming whatever it is so there was a company boots actually you mentioned boots earlier mm -hmm. boots the chemist uh, were running a holiday uh campaign uh i think it was uh based around nurses actually um kind of getting ready to go out for a night out and um they had an idea of using everybody's free by rosala uh, as it and and came and and came to kylie to say well would you would you be interested and can you come up with an idea for it and again it, it's not a christmas song there's nothing christmasy about it lyrically but as you say it does have a, it does resonate with a lot of us for lots of different reasons and and of course was used very brilliantly by by baz lerman as well in, in you know mm -hmm. in, previously so it has a lot of things so I, I was set about the task to turn a non-christmas song into a christmas song but also it had to move through it had to move through the narrative of the advert, which obviously started in a kind of slow way and then ended in a party. So without the advert and that story, this seems like a very odd choice of a cover for a Christmas record. However, again, with the advert, if anyone goes on and does Kylie Boots advert, you will understand why it was done. <laughs> um, and it starts incredibly tiny with all of my usual, as you say, the headphone stuff, the magic, the sparkles, all the tinkles, all that sort of stuff, and ends up like a fat boy slim record with a gospel choir. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Everybody, this is everybody's free to feel good. Everybody's free. And so the last song on here, which is only on certain editions, I think it's in France and some other places, is Night Fever. Now, Night Fever, which was a Bee Gees song from, I was trying to think of what, I was like, I think it was late 70s. I was trying to remember like what year. But so it would have been 70, Saturday Night Fever was around 76. Well, there you go. So we yeah. have Night Fever. Casca say, is, what is... A... <laughs> it was to do with... So this wasn't me. This is one of my favorite producers of all time. And I would probably hazard a guess yours, which is Stuart Price. Oh. Um, who yeah, who obviously was responsible for some of the best sounding Madonna songs. And actually the best, arguably, and this is probably controversial, so don't shoot me, but in my opinion, some of the best Madonna shows. That's a whole other podcast. But um <laughs> for me, as a fan, um, Certainly the, the, the two shows that he did were two of my favorite Madonna shows. Two, two of my favorite shows by anyone actually ever. Um, and I love him as a producer. And obviously he produced Aphrodite and he did, he does the killers. He does, he's just a genius. He's mm. such genius. So it, it's his interpretation. I have nothing to do with it. Um, and I, I love it. And I love how he's done it. And I think it was, it was something to do with a anniversary of saturday night fever which i guess would have been 76 2016 yeah it would have been an anniversary and people were re-recording bg songs and this was chosen and i think it it was out and it it was one more thing to put on the deluxe i'd completely forgotten that it was on there because it's not on the streaming version so thank you for the reminder and i think i think we put it into the it was, I think we put it into the second Albert Hall show in 2016 and it worked really, really well. Ooh, there you go. The Everyone thing, did. Oh, go ahead. And the other thing, sorry, just to, if, as you know, you like facts. The other thing that happened on the second Kylie show in 2016, there were two amazing things that happened. Well, three amazing things that happened. Guest performances. One was the, I don't know how well she's known there, but the incredible opera singer, Catherine Jenkins. Um, who's a Welsh superstar, uh, came and duetted on, uh, what was it, on Your Disco Need You. And it, another incredible um, American artist called John Grant, who is incredible, came to confide in me. And Ollie Alexander um, from Years and Years came and did better mm -hmm. than W. No. So we had some fun moments on that one too. That's That's one of those things where it's so amazing because not only in a lot of these songs or just a lot of like the Kylie discography, I think when fans of the music can hear sonically and then they get the visuals, whether it is a music video or that live performance, I think it makes you fall in love with other songs. And what I love is talking to, you know, music directors and things like that, where it's like, how do we change this up? What do we do a little bit differently? How do we make this exciting for, because something that, you know, many people said was in general, like, why don't why does an artist play the same version for 
30 years and it's like well mm. would you want to play this like there's a point where you're like i can only hear that song done that way so many times and like the evolution to fit in with the current show yeah there's bits of that i think we always i'm very keen in all of the acts that i work with that we don't because i think there is something where people people want to have that familiarity so you know if i radically change a song for one tour i would make sure that i probably put it back together again for the next one you know i think i don't i'm not i'm not a fan of of really just changing things for the sake of it so mm. yeah there will be a moment and if i ever do change something it will be because of so many other elements of the visual or you know what's going on with the mm -hmm. creative or, or how it works but yeah we, we always like spice things up and i think i mean interestingly what i've tried to do very much with steps is is keep the essence of everything that's there and just sort of make it sound newer and kind of fresher apart from in various shows where i've gone totally to town and completely changed some of their hits but it, it, it's for a reason there's always a reason to do it basically and actually stuart so stuart is a really good example of someone that did that as well with madonna where he would take something away but do it for the right reason so we, we, we we're not changing things for the sake of changing things i love that everyone this is night fever All right, Steve, now we've gone through the entire Christmas album. By the way, thank you so much for, remember listeners, every question that he answers, we get items donated to charity. This is so, to me, this is so cool. And to hear these stories so that we can go back and listen to them and watch the videos and things like that. I think it's amazing. And now- Thanks for the reminder. Even I've learned a lot on here. And that's what I always tell people. It's like, don't shame somebody if they didn't know about this song or that song. Like, that's how you get new fans and keep the music going. Well, and the thing is, I think it's really important to say that what's really great about streaming is something is, if something isn't new, it can be new to someone. So mm -hmm. there could be a song from, you know, we, interestingly, in the last few weeks since Impossible Princess came out again and, and did really well people have discovered it and they'll they'll put it on a playlist with something that's out now and it won't it'll be fine like just because something it's new to you so it doesn't matter when it was out or whether you didn't know about it it's new to you whenever it is and that's fine everyone thank you so much for listening and like i said take a listen to the album share it with a friend send the links on how to purchase it it's a great album steve thank you so much for being here Thank you. And thank you for everyone that gave questions and keep up the good work. You know, I love your podcast. You know, I recommend it to lots of people. So, you know, I find out so many, you find out things from me. I found out things by listening to you. So thank you for doing it and spending the time that it takes to do it. I know what goes into it and it's hard work. There you go. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll chat soon. If you enjoyed this episode of The Original Doll, check out my other episodes of Steve Anderson where we break down his work with Britney Spears and other Kylie Minogue songs. Follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll, or you can go old school, www.theoriginaldoll.com. And if you enjoy this, and if you enjoy learning about your favorite artist and learning about those love letters, make sure you subscribe and rate us on Apple or Spotify. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll.
the original bow.